It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Good afternoon, everybody. It is Go Birds Radio, John Barcher, James Seltzer, and the debut hey. of the one and only Elliot Shore Parks on 94 WIP. Elliot, what's up, buddy? Man, I got to say, I've heard you do that over the radio lots of times. <laughs> Seeing it in person, I got chills. I'm excited, Good. man. I got to, I'm, I'm excited to be here. We're ah. happy that we can be here to obviously debate Jordan Matthews versus... Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. That's why I'm here. And if Ronald Darby's any good. Oh, my God. Uh, but we uh, we really appreciate uh, Elliot's perspective. He's going to be a uh, great, uh, lot of great things. Great addition to 94WIP.com slash GoBirds. Also live on Facebook right now. Just give us a like on GoBirds uh, WIP. James Seltzer, how's your weekend going, pal? Good. I did not get chills there. But I know. You've seen it too many times. Say, yeah, this is old hat for me now. It's, <laughs> it's always great, but definitely no chills this time. I'm, uh, I'm excited to have Elliot here. Yeah. This is fun. This is, uh, this is going to be a, a great opportunity for everybody that wants to get into the podcast, into the blog, and into the radio show. It's a really fun thing that we're all kind of doing here this season. 888-729-9494. Gentlemen, we have the regular season is upon us. We're in the middle of cuts. We're going to see uh, what is going to be happening throughout the next couple of hours here. Uh, unfortunately, Donnell Pumphrey, as expected, has not made it through. Didn't really get uh, too much action. Well, in the last two years, really, he thought the uh, the IR might have might have helped him. He did look good, but uh, he can't make the club in the tub. Yeah, here, that's Elliot. the interesting thing about Pumphrey. Everyone on Twitter, and I would say Eagle fans in general, calling him a bust. And certainly, you don't play in one game. It's hard to you know make a case for you. But didn't play in the preseason. Barely got any snaps on Thursday against the Jets, which was really the first sign they were going to get rid of him. Because if they thought there was a realistic shot of keeping him, you give him more than the four or five snaps that he got. So I thought he had a good off season, but you know suffered a hamstring injury, missed a few games, and never really recovered. It'll be interesting to see if they bring him back to the practice squad, though, because I do think that there is something there. And with a head coach like Doug Peterson, I would just like to see what he could do with them, but obviously won't be happening this year. Well, he probably will make it through waivers, I would assume, at this point. I'm not sure if there's enough on tape that somebody has to have Donnell Pumphrey there, James, but uh, congratulations. I you was were just right. about to say, I was like four minutes into 
of the show. Why have I not gotten mine yet? Thank you. Yeah, you Thank you. You came in my takes right away. Thank we can't, you. Yeah, Thank you. Go. I said there is a 0% chance Donnell Pumphrey was making the squad. People got on me, oh, said, don't okay. say 0%. That was an OTAs, too, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, James can uh, breathe a little heavier, and you say, or a little, a little lighter. lighter. A little uh, sigh of relief is what they say. Also Donald. probably means that Wendell Smallwood is going to hang out here, too, I, right? I can't miss right now. I don't know. What that, this is a whole new thing for me, actually getting things <laughs> right. I'm, it's weird. I'm not used to it. Uh, I would be, uh, uh, w- without uh, getting to the calls first, I got to say, uh, just to start at the top of the hour, we have lost somebody that was a humongous part of this station for a very long time. And I was really sad to hear uh, that Levi from Overbrook had passed away. Um, I only got to know him for a very, very short time, just as uh, a listener of this station. Obviously, when we were all listening to you know Howard's show and uh, Mac and Mac, I knew he used to call into that for a very long time as well. And you just, uh, Levi was always kept everyone in check. And that was my favorite part was kind of going to war with, with Levi for sure. And, uh, I'm really sad that he's he's gone. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, with this being my first week at WIP, I've been thinking a lot about listening to it growing up, the, you know, all the radio hosts and stuff, and Levi is a part of that. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I heard him, you know, just when I was younger, was, you know, not to age myself, but, you know, 10, 15 years this guy's been calling into the station. So Longer. Yeah, that was yeah. Extremely, uh, extremely sad news. Yeah, I um, I came here about two years ago. Obviously, been producing the midday show for almost two years. Levi called the midday show multiple times a week. I get to answer the phones. I had the pleasure, the opportunity to talk to Levi. Levi, the only WIP caller that I knew when I came over here, and I when I didn't work here before and I came here, I'm like, I was like, oh gosh, like the first time it's the phone, I'm like, oh my god, it's Levi. Hey, Levi, what's up, man? <laughs> and um, to get to talk to him and to, you know, on the air, he could be cantankerous, he could be tough, he could be whatever, but. He was a sweet man with a, with a really good heart, and I I just feel lucky that I got the opportunity to get to know him over the phone a little bit, meet him the few times he came in here, and um, like you guys said, I, I think that it is not an understatement to say he is the number one caller in this station's history. Like, that is what a big deal Levi from Overbrook Park is here, and um, he's going to be missed. And he made the Super Bowl run. So incredibly fun. Like during this whole time, I remember talking to throughout the Falcons game and getting in debates about Nick Foles and Moshe. I'm sure you've, you've had, uh, you've, you've talked to him a, a bunch of times since you've been here. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been here just under a year now, but from the first time that I, that I picked up a phone and Levi was on the other end, I barely knew who he was. He was just another caller I'd occasionally hear. He asks me what my name is, welcomes me to the station. Always asks me how I'm doing, and then he'd come on the air and he'd just fire everybody up. He'd make the show more fun, but then off the air as well, he was very welcoming to me as as his role in the station. It's always nice for the callers to welcome you when you're a new part of the station. I just he was always a nice guy. Yeah, it's a great point. Levi used to call up sometimes to me and, and literally just say, "Watch this, I'm going to get your show going." And he would go, no joke, and he would go on and he would yell at the guys, and then all of a sudden the boards would light up. It, he really did understand radio, understand what people wanted to hear, what got people going. Uh, again, the, the all-time number one caller to this station. So He fired me up, and I hope that uh, you know his, his spirit kind of lives on during this Super Bowl run for uh, the, the next one, which is what we're all kind of preparing for. And it's pretty crazy that the Falcons are, we're, we're less than six days away from seeing the opener of the next season. That is crazy to me, James, that we're there already, first of all. Like, how did this season end up going? So, Oh, yeah, I remember. The Eagles won the Super yes. Bowl. That's right. I forgot. It I'm feels like it was yesterday, yeah. which is so awesome. 
It's been the quickest, uh, literally the quickest offseason we've ever had time-wise because they played so deep, but it's really felt like the quickest offseason. And with winning the Super Bowl, it really does kind of, we just have never had this feeling going in. We're starting Thursday night. We don't know what it's like to go in as defending champs, the raising banners, all this type of stuff. It is a, a very unique new feeling for us. Uh, again, like you said, John, this is the last Go Birds radio show we're going to do before the Eagles play a football, um, a game that matters. A game that matters. It's crazy. And, uh, Elliot, I'm just curious because do you think that this team is ready for week one with injuries, with what they've done in the offseason, with how they've handled everything? So what do you assess uh, coming into week one here? I mean, look, they're defending champions, so it's hard for me to ever say they're not ready for a stage, right? Because we saw them beat the Patriots in the biggest game of the year last year. That being said, they're dealing with a ton of injuries. You still don't, or at least we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Doug said uh, Thursday night that they were going to talk about it probably on Friday or, or today. So they're probably just figuring out who it's going to be. You're not going to have Alshon. And you're working on a kind of short week here, although Doug doesn't say it. You are working on a short week, you know, going from you know, playing the game on Thursday. So I think that they are ready, but I don't think the product you're going to see on Thursday night is the best version of this team. No, I don't think so either. Oh! It's cut time. Our first major cut is coming. So we have Donnell Pumphrey, David Zangaro from uh, NBC Sports Philly is saying, kind of a surprise, Devontae Bosby gets the axe. Uh, he was getting first team reps at Nickel all spring. Uh, I guess that means that they're very happy with Devontae Maddox and the rest here. Yeah, you know, I didn't have him on my 53 just because, as you mentioned, at the beginning of the spring, he was getting those first-team reps. But over the last three weeks, you really saw him start to take considerably fewer snaps. I mean, in that third preseason game, Jim Schwartz said that was when you're going to see kind of what this defense was, who they were really competing for starting spots, and he barely played at all with the first team. So, look, you're going to have Devontae Maddox at nickel uh, at backing up Sidney Jones. There were, really wasn't a role for Bosby, and especially when you have to go deeper at other positions, keeping six cornerbacks when you're only going to play you know, four or five uh, didn't make much sense. So, uh, Razul Douglas, my small theory that it was a little weird that he played in the fourth quarter in the fourth preseason game is now nullified because he's not going anywhere. Everybody's safe and happy. Any thoughts on Bosby there, Seltzer? No, I think Elliot kind of hit it there. You know, look, we there was a time where we all thought, oh, Devontae Bosby's going to make this roster, and that time passed and things changed. And, and now he didn't make the roster, and it's not that surprising anymore. Uh, 888-729-9494. Do you think that the Eagles are ready for week one? And James, I want to go back to you on that, too. Um, through all of this, and we're still at the cusp of this, uh, waiting for the Wentz or Foles announcement, whether he's going to be cleared, whether it's not going to be cleared. Uh, we've been through that this whole entire offseason, too. We, we mentioned it when we were on the midday show yesterday, and I thought it was kind of an interesting point. How much of a role do you think the doctors have in clearing this part of it and getting over this hurdle and be like, listen, I'm new here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go sit and say you're good to go. And then a quarter into a Thursday night celebration for the Super Bowl and trying to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Oopsie daisy. Is there something wrong with Carson Wentz's knee again? Yeah. Ross Tucker talked about that on the morning show. I thought it was Fascinating. I haven't heard anyone bring that idea up of, of putting themselves in the doctor's shoes and the human decision that these men and women have to face. The surgeon, of course, involved as well. Um, I mean, that's careers on the line, right? You know, if you, if you make the wrong decision, he goes out too early and something happens, you're gone. <laughs> you know, your career is potentially over. Maybe not Dr. Bradley, but other people's careers could be over because of that decision. It's a real human thing that, that you know, you have to step back and say, oh, maybe they're going to be a little more cautious because of that. So, uh, 
Elliot, what do you think? Well, yeah, I just think it's been interesting how this whole kind of roller coaster of Carson Wentz, will he, won't he, has kind of transpired over the last month. Because, And I've certainly been a part of it because I'm at practice every day. I'm the one you know, tweeting how good he's looked, and he has looked phenomenal. I know you guys have been out at some of these practices. Doug Peterson said himself, you could not tell he was injured if you saw him play other than the fact he has his knee brace on. So the player you've seen at practice has looked great, but I feel like in the last day or so, first, as you mentioned, we had Wentz's surgeon come out and say, look, to me, the biggest part was this is much more than an ACL injury. That was the biggest thing he said because we don't talk about it enough. Wentz also tore his LCL. But then yesterday on the midday show, we had Adam Kaplan come out and give a pretty strong opinion that I mean, I believe the phrasing used was, you know, from people he's talked to, that he believes it's going to be full. So it seems like the tide is turning a little bit back towards fulls after really, I would say, a month of everyone agreeing around the team. Yeah, this is going to be Wentz against the Falcons. And then all of a sudden, there's you know Peter King saying week three, and it yeah. lines up with Alshon there, there, Jeffrey being there. There's too much. There's too much out there. Listen, I'm a, I flipped. I'm a flipper. Hey, all right? you're on my Whoa. side. Now. I I was at what ninety ten on the podcast when yes. I said my mind has changed. I think I'm at like ninety nine percent to one percent that uh, Wentz is not going to start the wow. season. I, I've been saying for a while that, and again, I wasn't going ninety nine one. I've been the fifty one forty nine guy for a while, but I, I've felt it was going to be Foles. It just feels like the tea leaves are pointing that way. To your question about whether they're ready to start the season, too, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because I don't like their chances in this game, period, just just the way it sets up. I think there's a big difference between like emotion from a fan base. Like The example I was thinking of was that game in the Superdome after Katrina where you knew there was no way New Orleans was losing that game. That was like that kind of emotion. This is like a celebration emotion. This is like a draining type of emotion. We saw it last year in New England where they got stomped after they raised their banners. I just, I don't have a great feel about the game. I actually think the only way that the energy can kind of change the other way for the Eagles is if Wentz does show up and Mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh man, Wentz is here. And then maybe, but I don't feel good. And I think from... I don't know about a mentality perspective. I'm not worried about a hangover or anything other than Big B, obviously. <laughs> um, but I'm worried about from a from a physical perspective, just how deep they played. I mean, you got a lot of guys. I mean, not just Alshon and Wentz, but Brandon Graham and you know even uh, Clement and Aglor and guys who just missed a lot of practice. All that stuff. I'm worried about them from a physical perspective heading and into Week One. Not to mention, those are all very valid points about the Eagles. This Falcons team is a good Falcons team. It's not like they're playing, you know, although the Bears got Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack that was the first Oh, we're going to get into that today. today. Yeah, My but, goodness. But it's, yeah. You know, it's not like the Cleveland Browns are coming in there. This Falcons team almost beat the Eagles last and, well, year. Then they want the revenge. I mean, this right. is a team that they're, they're, the last game they played was losing on this field in the playoffs. You don't think they're coming back in and saying, right. yeah, they circled this game the moment the schedule came out and said, boom, let's go. And uh, I don't know if anybody knows this. The Atlanta Falcons are really good. <laughs> That's the other part, too. It's like one of the most underrated parts. Yeah. Uh, oh, they just, yeah, they, they couldn't handle the Eagles. They also went to L.A. and crushed the Rams. And, yeah, I know it's a rookie quarterback with a rookie coach and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, one of the worst running defenses, which uh, got a little stronger again today after or yesterday after Aaron Donald signed uh, the most lucrative contract in NFL history for a defensive player. But Atlanta's really good. Chicago just got better. You don't know where their ceiling's going to be at, but you have Khalil Mack, who've got uh, a guy that actually knows how to run an offense in a second-year quarterback. The Saints are there. The Panthers are there. Like, they, you can go the on The entire on. NFC, they're only like, th- yeah. th- you know, other than our division, and I'm sure one of those teams will be yeah. decent, other than our division, there are so few teams that, I mean, Tampa Bay doesn't look very good. Uh, Arizona, maybe. Detroit, I mean... Otherwise, like pretty much every team in the NFC is a, a legitimate playoff contender. The one thing I'll say about the Falcons, though, and though I agree with you, John, this is a very good Falcons team. 
Matt Ryan just seems to never really play well when he comes into Philadelphia. He Very didn't true. play that well in the playoff game last year. And when we talk about you know where the questions are with this Eagles team, a lot of them are on the offensive side of the mm-hmm. ball. And this defense, I think, is going to be extremely good this year. So I do like the matchup of Matt Ryan in Philadelphia in a primetime game against this Eagles defense. I'm not saying I think the Eagles are going to win, but I think that this could be a, a low-scoring game. The Eagles have the ability to kind of contain this Falcons offense. Well, and you hit on something, too, because I've been very bullish on the secondary. I think this is an opportunity for everybody and the entire country, Canada, Mexico, wherever they're watching this game, because that's the other cool part about it. The, spot, the spotlight is on the Philadelphia Eagles again. Nobody else is watching anything on Thursday night unless you're, you know, for some reason watching college football on Thursday, which I don't think they have anybody Scheduled for that, and congratulations to everybody that loves their Saturdays because indeed football is back today as well. But uh, I'm, I have a college football take for later. Oh, I can't wait for Ooh, that. Yeah. Can't wait for Pretty that. Pretty aggressive. But this is one of uh, one of the most important games of the season. Just from uh, seeing what ramifications, the defense, ramifications, all what we've just talked about with the NFC being stronger and stronger. Week one's a very very important game. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Mitchie Tools. In Center City, Mitchie, what's up, buddy? Listen, long t- I'm a long-time caller, WIP. Anytime Levi would call, God bless him, I would stop what I'm doing here. What a class act. And prayers to him and his family. Un- unbelievable. Yeah, we appreciate that, Mitchie, and I'm sure his family appreciates that too, man. Yeah. You know, and I told you about who's going to start, guys. I-, I think it's a no-brainer. It- it- when sits, when sits, he- he's not ready. And I said that before. Yeah, you were right. You've been saying that for weeks now, Miss. I, you know, it's a no-brainer. Even if he's cleared, I think he's going to sit. If you look at the schedule, he's he's not ready. He's not ready. Here's the only thing I would say, and also thank you for being the first call I've ever taken on WIP. Hey, so this is exciting. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and you know. I, sometimes I bring stuff to the table. I've been calling you guys for like twenty years. Okay, well, you're, you're one for one so far. Everybody. Uh, welcome aboard. But well, no, no, the thing, the thing that I would, the thing I would say is, I, I see your point about look, like even if he's cleared, you wait a little bit. But to me, this is like black and white medically, right? If he's cleared, he's ready to play, and you put him out there. So let's say he's cleared, he goes out there and he injures his ACL in the first game. Does that mean it was the wrong decision? I mean, this there's all the only way you're never going to tear your ACL again is if you never play football. I mean, you never play but the football. Thing again, is, we're coming off of a Super Bowl. This is what this is. We have. We're in a great position to sit him for one. I just want one extra game. That's all. Two extra weeks. Well, I think two. Like, I think that if yeah. they if he does sit week one, I think it just makes a lot more sense to to wait for week three. Mm-hmm. They probably yeah. want to bring him out at home. Makes sense. You could probably, yeah, start the season in Tampa. Probably yeah. handle Tampa yeah. without him one way or the other. That I think that if he's not there week one, my guess is week three. Yeah. Yo, oh, well, we appreciate it, Mitchie. Thanks, man. Be well, man. be well, guys. I appreciate it, man. And that's, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a large part of this, too. No one wants to start their franchise quarterback coming off of an ACL, uh, where, you know, you could get, uh, what else is down in Florida? You could get a bunch of mosquito bites and, uh, yeah, Zika, uh, I mean, SARS, uh, you know, whatever. SARS? <laughs> I don't know. What? What's it? What? No, not SARS. What was the Zika, thing that was? Zika. Zika. Was it Zika? No, yes. there was something else. It, like, it was Riley, Zika. Was it? Yeah, SARS is the one that came from yeah. from China. Yeah, that's not the one I'm thinking. No, of. different one. But there's like a, that's the common one that goes throughout locker rooms and stuff. Oh no no no! You talking about hand, foot, and mouth disease? Yeah, or whatever that no, was. I think Florida SARS thing. was going around in, the, in NFL <laughs> locker rooms a little bit ago. But no, this, this is the funny thing about Wentz to me, right? And I've I've been talking about this with people for ever since he tore it. 
people use all these like outside factors, right? Like, well, if he doesn't start week one, then maybe you just wait one or two weeks. And they just throw that number out there. When he's cleared, you put him in there. Like, if he's cleared in time for Thursday, then you play him against the Falcons. If he's not, then you don't. And then when he's cleared, whether that is in a week or whenever that is, you play him. So all these outside factors, like I remember Peter King said, well, you start him in week three against the Colts because the Colts defense isn't that good. Well, what if the Colts defense is good the first two weeks? Then do you right. bounce him back? So, again, like you said at the beginning of the show, how much are the doctors going to have a say on this? I think they're going to have the final say. That's what Doug says every time we ask him. That's what Carson says. And I think that's what he'll decide when he plays. 888-729-9494. It is Go Birds Radio, the debut of Elliott Shore Parks on 94 WIP. Along with James Seltzer, I'm John Barchard. If you have any memorable Levi moments that you want to share, we are more than happy to hear them. 888-729-9494. More Eagles, more cuts coming up right here. It's Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. By the way, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but John Gruden did something incredibly stupid. And he traded one of the best players in the NFL today to the Chicago Bears. Khalil Mack is now in Chicago for the NFC North. Uh, so I'm sure that makes Aaron Rodgers really excited and happy that you have the best, one of the best pass rushers in the league doing that. Two first-round picks. Now, I got a little crap here after saying that John Gruden's an idiot on Twitter, so I'm going to make sure and say it on the airwaves, too. <laughs> but that is the... That's one of the dumbest moves I've seen in a very long time. I don't, I don't care what argument people are using for, well, those are two starters and you clear cap room. And who cares? You're not going to get Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is one of picks. the best players in the NFL. When you get those guys, you don't let them leave. All right. Even in LA, look with the Rams. They did everything they could to try and piss the guy off. And then they signed him. Yes. All right? yes. You got guys who can win the defensive player of the year award. You sign them. That's it. Period. You figure it out. I, I just don't get why anyone thought John Gruden was going to be a great coach. The dude's been out or of, give him control of, of any personnel for years, and it's like, oh, now he's going to come back and be awesome. Uh, like, I think the Raiders are going to be a total dumpster fire, and this is just the beginning of it. So here's the only thing I'd say. Here he comes. Here he is. Oh, here's the only thing I'd say. Look, Khalil Mack. 28 minutes into the show. There we go. Khalil Mack is one of the best players in the NFL. I agree. He's probably the best passer in that. Best pass rusher in the NFL. I agree. He does not play quarterback. And in this league, if you can get two first-round picks and avoid nope. paying a guy a Bad massive take. contract, Bad fine. Take. that's fine. But Bad I'm saying, take. what have the Raiders won Generational with Generational player. What have they won with him on the roster? They were 12 and they're four. a terrible team and a terribly built team. And they how, were 12-4 okay. two years ago, too, on how top many, of that. How does losing Cleo Mack impact their win losses for next season? How, how many games, realistically? Well, you would win. Instead of winning seven games, now you're probably losing two. Or winning two or three or four, like it is, it, uh, it's it's a big difference. If people keep telling me that pass rushers don't matter, I'm going to ask I'm them gonna to go watch I'm gonna the playoff run of the Philadelphia I'm Eagles. Lose my mind. Pass rushers, he matter. is a game changing yeah. player. But we saw last year. Look, the Eagles last year, right? Probably the best pass rush in the NFL. Would you agree with that? Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. Okay. They didn't have, I would argue, one single dominant pass rusher. But that doesn't that doesn't take away from what a dominant pass rusher is. Right. Like just because you can do it without dominant pass rushers doesn't mean that having that guy who's the best at it in the sport isn't a giant advantage. Von Miller won the MVP in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. It is. But my point is this is you get two first round picks and you avoid paying him. Uh, look, I wouldn't have done it if I'm the Raiders, but I think that the extreme outrage here against what what they did, I'm a little surprised by it because he is not, not, not to make John mad here. I can see him. I can see John's ready, ready to jump. 
He is just a pass rusher, and it's a quarterback league. You need multiple pass rushers to get a consistent great pass rusher. Yeah, but even even with the best that we have seen, even with Aaron Rodgers, even with Aaron Rodgers, who I consider the best quarterback better than Tom Brady in this league right now, you still need something. You need, uh, whether it's the coach, fine, those are the two biggest factors. I'll never disagree with that. Coaching QB or, or what it is, which is exactly what Chicago is going into. They have Nagy. They have a a, a second uh, year a, quarterback, a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. They're taking advantage now you of that and paying a guy. Not only that, but coming into his prime, a guy that averages what eleven sacks a season since he's been a full time starter. Those things matter. Brandon Graham strip sacking Tom Brady in the Super Bowl matters. Having them uh, clinch home uh, playoff advantage against the Raiders when Nick Foles stunk matters. Like all of that stuff yeah, matters but- to go and win you games. They do win you games. Pass rushings, uh, pass rushers and corners win you games. So I 100% agree with you, right? But what were the rate? You have to look at this as not just a philosophy, like a big picture here in the NFL. You're looking at the Raiders. What were the Raiders going to win next year? Unless you're but, trading Derek Carr or you want to get rid of him and use one of those two first round picks on a quarterback, that's, they're not changing it's anything. It's also reductive thinking. Like you can't just look at it and say, like, specific, like, all right, well, losing Camille, Khalil Mack, they were going to only win five games anyway or whatever. You have to build around Khalil Mack. You have a guy who is a top five player in the sport, certainly non-quarterbacks. That's a guy you build around. That's my point. It doesn't matter what difference in wins it's going to be from this year to that year, next year or whatever. It's, it's all right, we're building our team around this guy who is a game-changing player. Yeah, and the point I'm making, though, is they got a very good return for him, is all I'm saying. Like It wasn't like they traded this guy for a second-round pick they didn't want to pay him. You got two first-round picks. You avoid a cap hit of probably... 23, 20, yeah. or tw- $25 million yeah, dollars a something year. Something like that. Well, yeah. What's, what was it, Aaron Donald? 22 and a half? So yeah. 22 and a half, right. 23, somewhere in there. That's the only point I'm making. I'm not trying to diminish Khalil Mack. I agree with you about building around the defensive line and all that. I'm just saying the Raiders aren't winning anything anyway, so you're just throwing money away for the next three years. Man, but I, I, for the next yeah, three years. Bad, look, the but, Eagles were 7 and 9 two years ago, and they won the and Super what Bowl. Changed? What changed? They got their a quarterback got yes, better. They got right, a quarterback. But the, the Raiders, and so did their offense, yeah. and so did their right. and well, so did their defensive and, line. And, yeah, think about how much how he changed over the wide receiver and cornerback position in one offseason. Like, think of it this if you're way: you're the Raiders, ASB. you could do that at other positions and right. still build around Khalil Mack. What if what if right now the Eagles decided to trade Fletcher Cox for two first rounders to not pay him the hundred million dollars? The difference is the Eagles are a win now, defending Super Bowl champion. No, no, no. I'm saying when it happened. If 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 it happened. When Carson Wentz is what? That was going into his second year, or was that no, his first no, no, year? His first rookie year? year. Yeah. So imagine if they said, okay, we've got this new rookie quarterback. We're going to trade Fletcher Cox for two first-round picks because we don't want to pay him. They wouldn't have been as good, but they'd also don't win the well, Super Bowl if Carson Wentz isn't Carson Wentz. Of course. Of course all, I'm saying all of that is true. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous <laughs> that you, you uh, in his prime, you are trading away a pass rusher because, well, we can't win anyway. But that philosophy of... But we're still going to hang on to Jordy Nelson, and we're going to hang on to these old rot gut guys that uh, John Gruden left from the booth because they're football players. Yeah. Is uh, is incredibly bad. Like I would, I think we would all be crushed today if we were Eagles fans in the best pass. It's just like it felt like Reggie White when I looked at. It, I go, yeah. wow. And they're going to move this team to Vegas. Outstanding. Congratulations. You chose the coach over the player. 888-729-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. James Seltzer, John Barchard, Elliot Shore, Parks, all with you. Let's go to Chris. In um, North Philly. What's up, Chris? How are you, buddy? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, so um, I think it's a no-brainer that full starts just because um, Doug said he was going to know by Friday, and Carson's not cleared for contact. Or at least not reportedly anyway, right? Not reportedly. So in, in my mind, the, the decision is made. It's full on Thursday night. 
And what do you think happens on, on Thursday night, Chris? Because we've been saying for a long time that there's it's just kind of how it is and uh, all the hype that's around it. And we've heard that there's going to be uh, some really cool ceremonies going into the uh, going into the link and that whole thing. What do you think is going to happen on Thursday night? I think the energy from the Super Bowl carries over. Um, I was there at the NFC Championship game, and I, I think when they drop that banner, it's going to be louder than that. Yeah, I would think so, too. <laughs> it's like uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be hard to quiet that crowd. It's gonna be loud, but it's that's what I was saying before. I feel like there 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 will be energy and excitement there, but it's not necessarily the kind of energy and excitement that will last throughout a, a football game. Is my thought. Let's go to our good friend Angel down there in Drexel Angel! Hill. Angel, it's been a long time, man. How are you? It's in Tampa now. Yes, sir. It's been a long, long time. I'm, I'm doing well, but uh, listen, last night I, I went to a. a Central Florida uh, high school game. I- I've never seen something more hilarious in my life because it was a combination of Goldie Hawn uh, from the movie. I-, I texted James earlier, but it was uh, from Goldie Hawn for Wildcats and then for Major League Baseball. The officiating was absolutely hilarious, including the PA announcer, because when they- the game started, first of all, two hours late because there was a power outage in the area. So that was a two-hour delay. Well, they come on, and the visiting team, Basically, one of the like, uh, local high schools that I got contracted to take out to, to the game. They came on the, on the field, and you know, it looked like, like a good game originally. But the first play of the game, the ref throws out the flag. And everyone just kind of looks around like, all right, so what was the flag about? Chucks it back in his pants. Dead ball. Silence. That was it. Dead ball. That was okay. it? <laughs> yeah, so far, not too bad. All right, maybe you screwed up. So uh, three times or two times in a row, the visiting team gets caught for offsides uh, for a hard count, thanks to the home team. So the third one happens. So the fourth one happens. Now the PA announcer comes across the uh, radio and says, well, I tell you what, it may not be the best team ever, but that's the secret play that we'll use for the rest of the year. Good job, guys. I'm like, wow. You gotta get it. Man, I, it's, not, uh, it's pretty unusual for a PA announcer to be uh, you know, a little biased there. It's pretty nice that he's calling out the – Penalty flags. Angel, what's on your mind with the uh, the Eagles season this year? How are you feeling, man? But I, I feel really good, even though, and I always say, you know, preseason really doesn't matter, but I'm still feeling confident of what happened last year, just ironing out some of the small kinks that the, the team happens to have. Being down here is kind of hard to, to see it overall, but I will say that even with Nick, and, and I know he's been making a, a couple of press releases saying that he will get back to where he was, I have absolutely no doubt that he will do just fine if he is a starter for week one. Me, personally, I think I would keep him in there for the entire month just to give Carson Wentz that more of an opportunity to become healthier because don't we have a late bye week this year, which would even help out Carson right Wentz. Right after London. Yeah, week 11, I think. Right. So why not keep him in there for the first month and just let him rest and perform because that way it keeps him healthy. God forbid something happens again, then Nick, by that point, is healed going into the playoffs. But I feel that the Eagles can not only take the NFC East again, but they should be going back-to-back. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that, although there is no denying Nick Foles has not played well in the preseason. Yeah, week the, nine is the bye week. Yeah, yeah, week, week nine. Yeah, <laughs> their, their last game before the bye is week eight. But uh, I think the biggest compliment you can give Nick Foles, and the biggest compliment I can personally give a quarterback, is he steps up when it really matters. So, yes, he's not looked good in the preseason, but I agree with that last caller that, I think against the Falcons, although, yes, there are extenuating circumstances with the injuries and the short week and all that, I'm not concerned of Nick Foles like shrinking to that moment. And I think that is w- where the real value is in Nick Foles as your backup. I'll take it a step further, too. I think it's also that Nick Foles needs good coaching. And I think we've seen that. Like with yeah. Doug Absolutely. Peterson, what they did in the playoffs last year, 
And I like I've never seen a coach be more vanilla in the preseason, Doug Pierce. It's unbelievable. He's just like Stop running to the putting line. Don't, vanilla in the category of boring, James. It's delicious. All right. Wait, it's, I'm the not flavor saying of vanilla delicious. is delicious. It's still boring, John. I mean, it <laughs> it's can, exciting. It can, it can be. Right? It can be both things, John. It's, it is not mutually that's exclusive. That's fair. So uh, I do think that uh, I think that with Peterson actually calling a game and you know trying to use Foles' strengths, I think he'll be a lot better as well. And that's what I'm really excited to see too. Is just for the as much as. I agree with uh, Elliot here on it's it's going to take a while I think for this offense just to catch up on health alone and timing and then you know getting Mike Wallace into the swing of things and all that. I mean it took a while for Alshon Jeffrey and and Torrey Smith to about 3 or 4 weeks just to uh, start ha- hammering out those deep balls and and the rest of it but as you know we're sitting here on a Saturday enjoying the college football as it's wafting over us as well too. That's what this offense is starting to become here. You know this is big time spread West Coast offense and it's meld together and that's why Doug's such a great coach and you you know read uh, his latest book you see all these different specials that are coming out on the NFL Network uh, on Wednesday and all these little different nuggets lead me to believe that this offense is going to continue to be more and more interesting and innovative as Doug Peterson's here and the thing I think that people don't talk about enough is yes there are injury concerns at receiver with Alshon Matt Collins uh, Nelson Aguilar but if you look at the offense as a whole, I really think that Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, I, I think they're going to be an absolute terror for opposing defenses. I mean, Zach Ertz has looked phenomenal this preseason. Dallas Goddard has as well. And the Eagles really, I mean, last year they ran the 12 personnel more than the, the average NFL team. And it's one of the most efficient passes in the league when you attack the middle of the field, especially with these new the ways they're, they're calling the uh, using your helmet. As That's right. Yeah, so big time. I, I think attacking the middle of the field with these tight ends, I agree with you. You know, it takes a while with the receivers and stuff, but I do think that's one way where they'll be able to balance off the loss of Alshon for the first potentially week or two, and especially twelve and thirteen personnel combined too, because they're they're off the charts. And I think you could see some. Well, as long as Richard Rodgers is healthy, we got to find out what's going yeah. on with that. But uh, that's an interesting thing. I mean, I saw him in the uh, hallways of uh, the link after the game on Thursday. He still has a full brace on his right leg. Interesting. So yeah. we'll have to uh, keep updated on that. There are more uh, cuts rolling in as we roll along here. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with some predictions on what's going to happen in the 2008 season. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, John Barchard right here. Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I believe I said 2008 as we went into the break. We don't need to pre- make predictions for 2008. I'm still sad about it, unfortunately, because we all know what happened there. I predict Donovan McNabb is going to get benched at some point that hey, season. I believe that Kevin Curtis will miss a key fourth down uh, that send the Eagles home from Arizona, and me and a couple of drunk uh, Arizona Cardinals fans will dump beer on my head. That's what I think is going to happen wow. in 2008. It's a very, very, uh, <laughs> learned something new, Where's very the sad trombone for that one, Moshe? It's a very specific prediction. Do you have ESP? Uh, I, I might have ESP. We do have him in studio. Bum, boom. Elliot Where's Shore your Parks? shot, dude? Yeah, yeah, seriously, not man. Come on, man. First time it's I've ever heard that cool edit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you just got to be faster yourself, Mosh. Come on. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, John Barchard, all here with you for Go Birds Radio, 888-729-9494. We're basically looking ahead and getting ready for week one. We're uh, keeping track of all the cuts. Still nothing other than Devontae Bosby, Donnell Pumphrey are the two main ones that have uh, stuck out so far, uh, but we'd love to hear from you. We're going to kick things off with Frank in uh, Langhorn. Frank, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? Good. Hey, I wanted to talk about the Eagles. You guys asked a question earlier when I was driving. 
uh, you asked if uh, the Eagles are going to be ready for the first game. Yeah. You know, um, and I was thinking about it. It almost seems like we're acting like the rest of the league is in week four already. Um, will, the, will the Falcons be ready? I mean, every team in the NFL, this is the new NFL. Nobody's really ready in week one. It's a fair point. And, uh, we have better coaching staff. We have better players. And the people coming off the Super Bowl on Thursday night, since they started it, it's six and one. Where last year the, uh, you know, the Patriots lost. But huh. it is six and one. I didn't know that. It, sound, I didn't it felt like it well, was. I also, I think Frank is it has a really good point about how with the way that you know off season training is now and and can't hitting and all that type of stuff. I think it does take teams about a month to really start to get into shape and get ready. I think it's a really good point, Frank. Well, I think the other excellent point that you made was, you know, we're so close to this team that we look at all the small little warts, but his point is excellent. The Eagles have the best roster in the NFL, and you can make an argument, since he just beat him in the Super Bowl, that Doug Peterson's the best head coach in the NFL over Bill Belichick right now. So, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying I think they're going to lose to the Falcons, but I do think overall, just because of how good this team can be, you won't see that version of the team on Thursday night. That's true. And, and I don't think any of us would be surprised if they do lose. Correct. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the call there, Frank. Good call, yeah, Frank. Absolutely. Call it's, a, it's, a, it's a good point. And that's the other thing, too, is we've we've gone over a couple of those things where, you know, what is, is Doug going to use uh, more RPO heavy? And, then, of course, it's going to be another buzzword for this year for the entire NFL. But I think they're already adjusting and have adjusted. Don't you get the sense, James, that like this team is already still ahead of most defenses in the hell, even in just the NFC itself? I mean, you thought of just the Vikings game and how everybody goes, "Wow, that was amazing!" But you heard Xavier Rhodes during that in NFL film script. They schemed the bleep out of us, and that's how they beat us. Doug has adjusted every single uh, part of the last season and for the last two seasons about his offense here. Yeah, and he has more weapons now. Mm-hmm. You know, once once is back, and he, and he has a quarterback who's smart enough and, and has quick enough reads and understands the game well enough to really run whatever the hell he wants to run. Yeah, I have zero worries about Doug Peterson having any problems out-scheming defenses. And, and again, also, like, when you add in the, the talent level, the upgrade, all the stuff he did with motion and all the stuff, I, I have no worries at all that he's going to be able to out-scheme teams. Let's check in with uh, Q in Center City. What's up, Q? How you guys doing? Good, man. Hey, you guys were just talking about the Khalil Mack trade. And, uh, I mean, I got to say, I, I truly believe, John, the Raiders, and y'all was making this seem like this was like, what the, what are you doing? I mean, J.J. Watson and in Texas, and uh, one defensive player is not going to win you a championship. And the haul that he got back for him, I yeah, mean, but, uh, the Raiders made out. Listen, what? We, 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 the Raiders didn't Silly. make out of your Q. Come on, Thank man. Thank you, Q. Thank you, Q. When, <laughs> I saw, when I saw Khalil Mack, Q, that you're better than that. when I saw he was calling about Khalil Mack, I braced myself to get ripped. But Q is a very smart football man right here. That is a very good <laughs> and point. John, Q. And John Gruden is too. No, I he's mean, not. Who don't... Not anymore he was. Man. I mean, I he mean... knows football, but, like, man, come on. Come on, and, Q. And, and dig this. Let me tell you this. They trade them to the Bears. Now, expectations are on the Bears, but those two picks could be two top ten picks. Are they going to be as good as Khalil Mack? No, they're not. That's the top five player in the NFL. I think it's one end up with J.J. Watts was the best 
NFL. And guess what happened? Q, they got they got a quarterback, and then he went down, and then J.J. Watt went down. If that team stays together, it's the most powerful team in the NFL. No joke. No joke. If those guys might have a bit of a stretch. No way. No way. Because that's how high I was on Watson coming out. I mean, if you have two defensive ends like that, very good coach. I'll say that. I don't care if it's Reggie White, one defensive player, one. One of the best Q. players in the and NFL. Again, this, so what do you need Aaron Donald for? This is get re- him out of there, too, if you're going to get two first-round picks. It's reductive thinking. You, you can't just say, but w- one player doesn't make a difference because then no players make a difference. Q, I mean, at certain no, point, no, you have to... No, what I'm saying is this. Football is a cohesion. With our of course it is. Football, and so if we, that means we need... But they still have good players, so players Q. Come on, man. Q, does, Q, does, our... does, Khalil, does uh, Khalil Mack being on the Bears nope. make the Raiders better or worse? This will make them better. I can't even. I can't even. Great, what, great, what? great call, Q. Great call. <laughs> oh, man. What are we even saying here? That you just... take one of the best players that they have and you say the team is now better for it. It's Long-term, just... short-term. No, he was lower. saying the Bears are better. That's what he was saying. No, no, no. I think he was saying the Raiders are better because oh, okay. he believes that, that the two first-round picks are more valuable than Khalil Mack, which is asinine. I mean, this is such an asinine what, thing to we say. Get, we get so freaking hung up on the the value of these picks. I got to be honest with I'm you. So I mean, with like, you. the two first-rounders. Especially with man. John Gruden drafting him. Are you kidding me? Like, Whatever. I don't want that guy drafting my team. <laughs> Let's be real here. Uh, and we've seen, you know, uh, just even even here, like, there's no... There is no defining thing about the picks other than they're unknown, and somehow that makes them more I mean, valuable. Look, John Gruden wants to bring football back twenty years, and and why wouldn't you want to do Doing that? A good right? Job. I mean, that makes so much sense right now. When we just watched a head coach win the Super Bowl by moving forward, by using analytics, by doing all kinds of different stuff from a scheme perspective. Sure, let's go backwards. That sounds smart. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Lots more to come. We're getting riled up over uh, defensive ends, and I'm sure there's more to come. It's Go Birds Radio, right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio, right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP, 888-729-9494. I think we got to shout out Kenny here. because Shout out to Kenny and Bethlehem. I can't believe that this is actually happening, but uh, the one and the only, the Jimmy John is joining us right now. On Go Birds Radio, Jimmy John, what is up, buddy? How are you? Uh, terrific. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I just want to let you know you make fantastic sandwiches. Yes. And I can't believe you're calling our radio show. This is outstanding. He's John and I'm Jimmy, by the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, they go so well together. You know, you know, a sports radio show and a, and a, and a sandwich entrepreneur, it, it, it goes together like sports and radio. <laughs> That's right. This That's is amazing. Right. <laughs> uh, we love that you're calling up. And uh, I guess that... I, the, what I really want to know is how did how did Jimmy Johns become Jimmy John? Well, Jimmy Johns became Jimmy Johns because my parents named me Jimmy John. And started, <laughs> it was a cold night, started, and uh, yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, and when I started the business thirty five years ago, I was eighteen years old. I had to come up with a name, so I named it Jimmy John Sandwiches. And I mean, it's really pretty straightforward. That's how it happened. It wasn't it wasn't any big idea. What was your uh, What was your first store like? Where did you open up, in, and how uh, did it Charleston, expand? Charleston, Illinois, right? Yeah, yeah. First store was in Charleston, Illinois, at, uh, which was Eastern Illinois University. Uh, January thirteenth, nineteen eighty three, is when I opened, and and I went. I chose that school because I wanted to go there. 
uh, and I had a brother that was there, and I had two cousins there. So, yeah, that's where I started. It was a long time ago. And you grew up in uh, around that area, too, like in uh, outside of Chicago, I guess that is? Yeah, I grew up northwest suburbs, Hoffman Estates in Cary, Illinois. Oh, my and, gosh. And, yeah. <laughs> it's where yeah, all my gran- grandparents live, man. Like me and uh, we are, I'm Crystal Lake, I'm Downers Grove, I'm all that in the northwest. There you go, and that's, uh, that's how I met Carpenter. We were Cary Grove High School, class of 82. <laughs> that's so funny so uh yeah. are you a big uh, nfl guy or are you big you know uh, sports guy what do you like to do you know what i'm i'm uh i'm a i'm a hunter and a fisherman and uh and i really don't do a lot of sports when i when i was in high school i graduated second to last in my class and and i was a fat kid and i so i really i really wasn't wasn't the top choice when it came to picks for sports in high school and my family didn't have any dough so we didn't we didn't play little league or anything like that so i really it wasn't in my wheelhouse as a kid it's not that i don't dig sports i just, I just it was never part of my life and then when i started the business it's uh, it's really a a lifestyle it's 24 7 365 so was that in my early 20s and 30s i i didn't have time for it and and now i'm 54 and i'm learning what the difference uh, between a linebacker and a quarterback is <laughs> jimmy if you could give one piece of advice to people out there trying to hustle trying to make it in what they want to do in their life and and trying to do something big whether it's be an entrepreneur or talk about sports or this or that what kind of advice would you give to them you know that's a complicated question but i'll try to do it just based on my experience number one um, it's not about a big idea. It's not about an invention, and it's not about uh, you know. Uh, there's no silver bullet. I think I think it's I think it's baby steps, and it's one brick at a time. And and so number so first of all, to, in order to have great success, you do have to have an idea. But for it to grow and sustain, you got to do it one brick at a time, and make sure make sure whatever you do is set right. It's in the right place, and it looks good. And then go on to the next one. And, and really, uh, you know. Per- Perfection is a journey, not a destination, and and so really, it's all about figuring out what your idea is, and then making the strategy behind it, and uh, and then executing that strategy better, or, you know, w- w- with more work and, and more hours and more time than your competitors are, and and typically you're going to end up ahead if you outwork them, and and your idea is is decent. You know, I I think that if I was in the pencil business and I sold pencils that I, if I worked as hard as I did making sandwiches, I'm guessing I would have probably sold more pencils than the next guy. So it's, you know, and, and all big money is really made in strategy, not opportunity. And most people always talk about, I have this opportunity, I have that opportunity. It's not about opportunity. It's not about what somebody can do for you. You know, somebody might be able to open a door, but you got to step through it and then you've got to keep going. So it's pretty complicated, but, you know, be authentic, be honest, be straight up. Uh, work your butt off and uh, and tell the truth. And and if you don't like your boss or, or or you think your boss is holding you down, always try to work for somebody that you emulate or somebody that you want to be like. And uh, and that that's another tip. Um, I don't know if that if, if you can pull all that together or that's not. But great. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fantastic, man. I'm ready to run through a brick yeah, wall. Yeah, like that was Let's awesome. Go. I know, like <laughs> that was awesome. A brick wall that will build brick by yeah, brick. That's right. That's yeah. what we'll do yeah. there with Jimmy John's number two pencils yes, for the planning. There you yes. go. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, I got one more for you. Like what? What is um? Sure. What is the funnest, like, coolest thing you've been able to do as a result of you know working so hard and getting to where you are now? What's kind of the coolest experience that you got to have that maybe you know 1983 you're starting the first story you never could have imagined could happen? 
Yeah, well, for the, the the coolest thing that I'm that I'm blessed and fortunate to do now is to I, I became a, a a a member of the Horatio Alger Association. Was given the Horatio Alger Award at the Supreme Court by Justice Clarence Thomas with ten other great Americans earlier this spring, and it's about helping young people who have been uh, uh, challenged with the, the most incredible obstacles. That y'all the, the one that really stuck out to me. I met a girl, thirteen years old. She she was from the from the you know African American girl. Her parents died or were in prison, and she raised her younger two siblings at thirteen. Became valedictorian of her class in high school in the inner city. You know stuff like that. But helping these young kids with scholarships and coaching these young kids who have incredible obstacles that they've been that they've been dealt, and they and they've made lemonade out of these horrible situations. And taking those kids and mentoring them and scholarshiping them has been one of the greatest joys of my life. It's just it, it, the reward is it, it's off the chart. So that that's really the, the you know the feel good you know. And then just in my position because of being Jimmy John, I've been you know doors are open for me that are that are ridiculous. You know I won't know a you know a dignitary or a president, but you know they'll they'll have used my sandwiches on an airplane or at an event. So I, I get these ridiculous you know people know me and they don't know me and these are people you know like whatever, like John Glenn or, you know, or John Mellencamp or Bruce Springsteen, whatever, you know. I mean, I meet these guys, I love your sandwiches. Or, you know, that, that, that's a bonus. But the real, the real heart, the real warm stuff comes from helping young people that want to help themselves. That's the greatest gift that, that I've got from it all. That's uh, it's awesome, great man. advice. And, uh, man, Jimmy John, we really appreciate you just taking uh, part of your it's Saturday so cool, out here. Man. This been, is awesome to we, talk we, to you. We, like, we had a caller call. So how this happened, Jimmy? Was had, we had a caller call in. We were like, Jimmy and John going back and forth. Probably said the names 20 times. Or and some, he calls up. He's like, you guys should get Jimmy John to sponsor this show. <laughs> and then, you know, it just kind of happened. Uh, Ryan, uh, our buddy in California, and, of course, your friend Chris, know each other right. really well. And... You and know, here he and, is. and now Jimmy John is talking to us on the air. It's so cool. We we really appreciate it, man. <laughs> oh, it's an honor. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I appreciate it, and you guys have a great day. You too. You Thanks, too. Jimmy John. Uh, so there he let is. Let me thank Ryan Dude. again. Former Swoop. Ryan, who used to be Swoop to go, for Ryan. like a decade for the Eagles. This didn't happen without Ryan. Kenny had the original idea, but Ryan heard the idea on the air and said, Oh, I know Jimmy John. I can I can make that happen. Like I could actually make like, that happen. And then I didn't. He just said he could make it happen. I don't see anything. And no joke. I I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, that's a number from Chicago. I wonder who that voicemail is from. And I listen. Hey, it's Jimmy John. I heard you want you wanted me to come on your show. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. What just yeah. happened? Right. So Ryan, you are the man, dude. That Ryan, was awesome. Awesome, Kenny. Awesome. You guys all put that together. Uh, shout out to Jimmy John for calling in. That was really cool. 888-729-9494. We'll uh, keep things going with Rasheem in North Philly. Rasheem, what's up, buddy? Thanks for calling in. Yo, Rasheem. Rasheem. All right, we'll put him on hold. Let's go to Max in uh, Lehigh Valley. What's up, Max? Hey, guys. Good uh, two points. Carson Wentz, I would bring him back after the bye. Wow, you'd wait that long? Whoa! This is a huge investment. This is a ten-year investment. All I have to say is RG three. This guy's career was ended because he tried to come back, and uh, you don't you don't mess with a career. The only thing is though, like, what medical reason is there for that? I mean, I understand like the longer he sits, but then Nine at that point, why months. not just why not just wait all season? I mean, if you're just going to pick an obscure date, Nine like, and twelve months, guys. That's that's the benchmark for healing those ligaments. Nine and twelve months. You're fully recovered after twelve months. 
You're, you're good enough to go after nine months. Every okay? person is different, right. Max. The, every human being is different. They, this Like how you are built. Okay. How, and Carson Wentz, I, I, if a doctor had to say, all right, I want the perfect patient to be able to heal from something, Carson Wentz is that perfect patient. He's a genetical freak. He has the think? strongest work ethic on the planet. All he does is... okay. I mean, I'm Listen, just saying every situation is different. Five, if I tear my ACL two, and LCL, it's a lot different me coming back than Carson Wentz. He's 6'5", 240. He's injury prone. Guys that size and move that quick, they're injury prone because bodies, human bodies aren't meant to do what he does. Max, you, Max have you followed Joel Embiid's career so far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm and, just and saying, like, he's, he's even... He, no, I'm saying he's taller and larger, and he's had worse injuries to go through there. Right. Plus, RG3... The, they handled that so poorly. It's not even the it's not even the same thing. Yeah. The, the, thing I, the thing I would ask you, Max, is if a doctor said yeah. to you tomorrow, you know what? Right. I think Carson is ready to play. I think he's ready to go. You would still sit him eight, eight to nine more weeks. I would sit him at least four more weeks because you know, you, look who you're playing. First of all, you got your your division pushed back in the last eight weeks of the the season, which is which benefits sitting him. Number two, you have teams that might be pot shotting him. Atlanta, the first week, they're going to be going after I don't him. know if that's Minnesota. necessarily, and I, I understand and you're, where you're coming from, Max. you're an NFL football but, player. I mean, if that's going to happen, whenever he gets out there, if that's going to happen. Like, he's a, he's a quarterback in the NFL. And that's what I'm, mean, that's what I'm point, saying. you have to put him back out there. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Everybody talks about this. And, you know, Max, look, he's saying this from the right place. Fans want to make sure he's safe. But the doctor will decide when he's safe and ready to play. And if the doctor says to the Eagles, I think he can play on Thursday, then why would Doug say, you know what? Uh, let's wait another nine weeks. Like if, right, the, if yeah. the doctor says he's ready to play, you put him out there when that time comes. Plus, I'll say it: they can't wait nine weeks. Right? You have no idea what's going to happen. You need. And by the way, if people have forgotten, Carson Wentz is a much better quarterback than Nick Foles. The NFC is a lot tougher than it was last year. I want my best quarterback if he is cleared by doctors and he feels comfortable to be playing. Whenever he wants to play. Yeah, and also we're talking about the guy who we want to be the quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years of this franchise, right? And I know that people keep using that as a way to say, like, hold him forever, which, again, I'm all for cautious. Be cautious. He is an asset. But at the same time, like, if he's cleared and you're going to tell that man he can't play for eight weeks after that, right. like, what is he going to say? He, this is a guy you want to sign and be happier for the next 15 years. You're just going to say... Sorry, bro, you're clear, but you can't play. And let like, me let me what? ask you this. So his rookie year when Wentz was here, 2016, we can all agree, although they went 7-9, and nine, it was a successful year because you saw that Wentz had enough pieces to be the real deal, right? Last year, obviously, they win the Super Bowl, clearly a successful year. Going into this season, what's more important for this Eagles team? Repeating as Super Bowl champions or saying, in the end of week, uh, week 17 when the season's over, we have our quarterback back. I think it's interesting how the rookie year that was what it was, but I do think this year as well the most important for this Eagles team, most important thing for this Eagles team is figuring out if Wentz is all the way back and what type of player he is after this injury. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's check in with Steve in Delaware. Steve, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm gonna take your speaker for right. Oh, thank you hey. very much, sir. All right, but hey, real quick before I make my Khalil Mack point. Remember when John Marks was all butthurt when, uh, around Super Bowl time and Ben kept playing that drop of, uh, of John Barcher going, what's going on? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Green Nation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that was great. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, John, yeah, John was upset about that. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, the one thing I think that seems to be lost with you guys, you know, thinking, 
you know, you're right that the, the two first-round picks, you know, more than likely are not going to be good as, as Khalil Mack. But their, their quarterback's making crazy money. And if you go and pay Khalil Mack $20 million, you're kind of strapping the team from really moving forward, you know, if, you know, from really making any type of move. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and I, I think that's the biggest difference when you brought up Aaron Donald, John. That's the biggest difference. They've already paid their car this money. So you're the young, you're then paying two players. Well, on. They, made, they made the wrong decision. That's what I mean. Yeah. You go, you go draft another quarterback if he's not coming back, or if his back's messed up, or his legs messed up, or whatever. Like there is, uh, you don't, you just don't do that. You don't do that as a, a, a team. Well, I, I don't know what the Raiders are trying to do. If the Raiders are saying we're going to tear this thing down and rebuild it the way I want it to, then fine. But just know that you gave up one of the best players in the NFL to do that, and you probably won't find another one like exactly. that. Exactly. I agree with that. That's pretty much all I had, guys. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, I appreciate Steve. it, man. That's like, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to, it, I mentioned Fletcher Cox and all these guys, but like, what if, what, I don't know, what if they did that with Brandon Graham a couple of years ago? Like, where would they be? Where would this team be without some of uh, some of that defensive line or, or, or whatever? Like, this, I, I don't understand why people don't, after the way the Eagles won the Super Bowl, right? it wasn't just because of Nick Foles, it was because everyone else there Got their crap together. And, and the, best, the same way. best, deepest roster in the NFL. Yeah. Well, the Raiders are probably thinking, and I love how this is now a Raiders podcast, <laughs> but the Raiders are probably thinking that... This is the radio, know, by the way, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I love how I mean, the Raiders are probably thinking, look, we can't give Cleo Mack this money and build our roster out. That's probably that's probably the logic in doing this move. I mean, is there logic in it, Elliot? That's of course, because I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I can't believe he's here. And he's called, but uh, the man who's been putting this, the Jimmy John's thing together for a very long time. Well, putting it into the air. Putting it yes. into the air, getting it, moving it forward. <laughs> Kenny, what's up, buddy? How are you? Jimmy Elliott Johns, what's up? <laughs> yeah, guys? I was going to say, man, I felt left out and hungry at the same time during that interview. <laughs> I would never leave you out, brother. Welcome My man. to the show. Thank you. Guys, that was so cool. It wasn't it? That was awesome. Oh. He just called out of the blue and was like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, Let's talk God. about some sandwiches. I'll, I'll tell you what, I was I was just taking my wife out for a birthday dinner, if you don't mind a shout-out. Happy birthday, Cap. I love you. Um, Happy birthday. And, and uh, thank you. Um, and I got a text message from Todd from South Philly saying, you got to come on at 2 o'clock. And I'm like, I'm, you know, okay, is there a hint or what's going on? And, <laughs> and we, we got out of there just at 2 o'clock and got to hear it. We were like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that so, was awesome, man. That was uh, that was that was really cool. So the the more times you say Jimmy John's out in the air, you know, with the Jimmy and the John, then uh, then good things happen. That's all I'm saying, Kenny. Hey, you guys will have to uh, pass on my recruitment capabilities to uh, to uh, Cindy Webb. No, we we cer- we certainly will. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, first of all, nineteen and zero. Got to mention that. Still every nineteen and zero. Absolutely. Um, second of all, uh, a real quick thought for Levi and his family, just as, as a fellow caller, fellow member of the community, like Jimmy said last week, it, it truly is a community, and, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Absolutely, man. That's like, uh, I was I was heartbroken to hear the news uh, last night when uh, John Marks kind of told us all there. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope... Uh, uh, I want. I, I was telling James I want to do something really cool for him. It's such a good idea. In the next uh, the next couple of weeks, hopefully we can get launch that. But it'd be it's, very cool if it happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like we want to. We kind of want to go through uh, Levi's life and and do some cool things. So we're. Um, yeah. Again, thoughts and prayers to uh, his entire family there, Ken. Yeah. 
look, look, looking forward to hearing what you guys put together. And, uh, you know, again, you know, people, people think that, that being a, a regular caller is like a, a, a goofy or easy thing. It's like, we're calling you guys in your house. <laughs> it's and, all of our houses. That's what's great about it. Yeah. It, well, it, it becomes that way after a little while. It does. But, you know, I, Jimmy will tell you. I get nervous every single time I call in. <laughs> I really do. Sure. Well, just as long as you don't get nervous again, you know, when you uh, win the contestant line, you got to beat the hammer. That's all. Yeah. Got to get you straight what? on that. I'm already planning my strategy for the rematch. <laughs> Good, Kenny. Well, I appreciate you calling in as always, man, and thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, happy birthday to the wife. Let's go to Lou in uh, West Philly. What's up, Lou? What's up, guys? How are rest, you, man? Rest in peace, Levi. Listen, man. I used to listen to that guy call up all the time with his raspy voice, and uh, he always had something interesting to say. And I do remember, he, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was one of the first to predict that the birds would win the, the, you the yeah. Super Bowl. You are very correct From the beginning, that, yeah. Yes, yes, and he got his Super Bowl before he passed, so that's a... That, that that in itself was a blessing. At least it really was, Lou. That you're you're absent for someone like Levi. Like that was a like a, a beautiful thing that he was able to see that before he went. Absolutely, because he was at, he was passion man. He was definitely a good representative for for, uh, for Philadelphia. So condolences to his family. Um, now on to the to the to the birds. Uh, you know what? This this whole Carson Wentz thing is tough, man. I'm I'm speaking from the perspective of somebody who's had several major injuries. I've had a ruptured Achilles tendon, ruptured patella tendon and, and another injury as well. I'm not an all I'm not a world class athlete like like Well, whoa, don't doubt yourself, Lou. <laughs> don't doubt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm far from I'm far from Carson Wentz. Um but you know looking at just looking at him, he definitely passes the eye test and he looks like he's ready. Um though but but he's definitely not has, hasn't played against folks that are trying to take his head off. But then again you don't want to wait until like week where everybody else is lathered up and he's coming in fresh, you know, just like untouched. Like at that point, it's like it's almost better if he's ready to go to just start him now because uh, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, once they clear him and they say he's good to go, and I need to hear that from like three, like at least three orthopedic surgeons that are all on the same page and they say, you know, he, he, you can't get any more heels than this. At that point, then there's nothing else to wait for. And no, I agree, and I think the point you made was a good one, that if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I'll be very, I mean, obviously no, none of us want to see Carson Wentz get re-injured. But if, if it does happen, that doesn't mean they put him back out there too soon. That doesn't mean any of that. They're going to ask three or four doctors. They're going to talk to the surgeon probably that did Wentz's surgery. They're going to have their own doctors do it. So when he goes back out there, if he's re-injured again, it won't be the Eagles' fault. It'll just be the result of playing a very physical game. That's right. As we always say, the Injury proneness in the NFL is always 100. percent Yeah, I know it's kind of just a that's a that's a walkout. That's a that's a cheat answer because you know there are some guys that obviously get more hurt than others. Carson, I guess you could put in that category, but um, you know I'm uh, I've been shocked through OTAs and his progress throughout just to seeing uh, what we're doing there. So uh, we'll talk more about that. Plus, to take more of your phone calls eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, John Barchard, Go Birds Radio, right here on ninety four WIP. It is Go Birds Radio, 888-729-9494. James Seltzer doing his dance. Elliot like Shore Parks. Pulp Fiction, John Travolta kind of moving. Yeah. Elliot's doing push-ups. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Well, you know. And I, can't, just... I can't dance like that, so i got to do something <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, you can't dance bad. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> In honor of Jack Fritz, I'm just eating Fritos, because uh, that's my wedding gift to everybody, I think, for him. <laughs> Is he back off his honeymoon yet, by the way, Moshe? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so yet. Okay, good. I was going to say, I thought James looked more like the groundhog from Caddyshack. 
the little oh. like twist. Sure. And the I'm arms. all right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can, can see that. that. Yeah. Uh, and we are getting prepared for uh, the Eagles Week One, which is so weird to say. I feel like we've been celebrating the Super Bowl for. Oh, I'm still celebrating. I'm sorry. That's uh, that still hasn't. I'm sorry, Doug. We have not turned the page from June 19th when you told us to. We're still kind of in that. Now that's the other thing that happened this week. Well, that's is, what I was just about to bring that up. I'm guessing yeah. like, you mean the uh, sign in the locker room? Tear down the sign so, from Malcolm Jenkins, right? I have a strong take on this. Okay, good. Go ahead, Elliot. What do you got? I 100% agree with Malcolm Jenkins. Oh, good, because I'm the exact opposite. Go ahead. Perfect. So, when, all right, so I'm in the NovaCare, you know, almost every day during uh, the season and then a lot during the offseason. They have put Super Bowl signs up everywhere. And I understand that, yes, this is the first one in franchise history. They absolutely should celebrate it. They have in all the meeting rooms, like individual position meeting rooms, they have, you know, Super Bowl signs and the players are on the team. And in, in the locker room, when you walk in, there is a huge sign right above all the, all the lockers that says Super Bowl uh, 52 champion. Good. No, no, not good. Here's the thing. These are grown men. How about this? How about being professional and not let us sign to get you to not play better or to not have a but drive. Then why, not, but then why say all off season? Okay, we're turning the page. We're turning the because page. Because you won your first Super Bowl. You got to do what you got to do. It's for everybody else. It's for all of us. For every person who walks in the Novacare complex. You're like, hey, hey we so are the Super Bowl champ. You keep that and up right, there. You keep that up there forever. What if they don't win not it forever, this year? Not forever. Obviously. Okay. No, so I'm just saying. I'm I'm saying that on a conceptual level, I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, you're not going to keep it up. Forever. I just think it's a little hard for players to stand at their locker, and this is. Probably how Malcolm feels, which is why Doug Peterson is apparently taking it down. Well, that is what Dave Spadaro said on the broadcast. But it's hard to have players sit at the locker and say, you know, we're moving on, we're moving on. And right above their head is a huge, basically like neon light sign yeah. saying that they won the Super Grown men. Be a grown man. <laughs> well, be a professional. Ma- Malcolm, be a professional. Malcolm himself said he thought that be it should be taken down. Be right. a professional. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of in between you yeah. guys. I'm, I, don't I, th- feel I like, think it's, it's not okay. like a huge. It's not a huge deal to me. I just feel like... Look, you can't let something that stupid influence you as a, a professional football. But player. all we talked about all off season was making how hard it is to repeat because you know you you think about last year and now you're saying oh well just you know just just leave just a huge sign it. up there reminding of of the accomplishments. As of long last as year. it doesn't have neon like St. Paulie's girl <laughs> beer <laughs> sign. It, I was hoping it was that like, little flashing little like. Hey, just a reminder: no matter no matter bad or good you did today, you're still Super Bowl champion. Yes. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Oh my goodness, Tom from Abington, hey! how are you, sir? James, what's up, my brother? How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Mike Bartram, always a pleasure. <laughs> always a pleasure, Tom. <laughs> Welcome in, ESP. Thanks, my man. Thank you. You sounded a little less excited, but hopefully, like by week four, I mean, can you I'll blame get a bit him of a yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. No, you can't blame him. You can't. You can't. So, so three initials was that the prerequisite for the job? Yes, yeah. always, always. You just you line it up, and if you have three initials, you can take over the gig. That's right. Hey, Elliot, welcome into the second best show on Sports Talk. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Hopefully, we can make it the first one. You know, I don't think we can well, beat the camera and Richie, but yeah. we, we'll we'll get I'm there. Part of both, so yeah. I get to witness <laughs> one you and got two. One common denominator. There, that's right, right buddy. That's my right, man. my man. <laughs> All right, so um, hey, just real quick, R.I.P. Um, Levi from Overbrook Park, man, it'll sorely be missed. Uh, I really enjoyed him, and yes, from all Tom. counts, I, I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but by all counts, he's a really good dude. Yes, so. absolutely, Tom. Okay, so I, I just want to get your guys' opinion on the rest of our division. Um, who's who's going to challenge the Eagles this year? Because I got a hard time making a case for any of them staying above five hundred. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, the division is not going to be very good. I think if you had to pick one of them, and this is probably going to pain people to hear, I would say the Cowboys. Giants. Wow, really? Ooh, I yeah. would. I picked. 
Cowboys come in last. No, he's not going to be on more opposite pages. We're going to have to put John in the middle of us. No, I'm actually on. It's a two-on-one here. I agree. I think the Cowboys are going to be a dumpster fire. Well, what's your argument for the Giants? I mean, more offensive talent, and you know, I think Pat Pat Shermer's a better coach than Ben McAdoo for whatever that's worth. I don't know yet. And uh, look, I'm not. And this is not an argument for the Giants or for Washington. This is an argument against the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to be. Bad. I mean, the Cowboys did win 13 games two years ago. Sure. They did. Right. But right. Uh, my argument towards that is just like, you know, their offensive line is yeah, Travis a little Fre- bit. Travis Frederick. Don't know if he's going to play a snap this yeah. season. Okay, well, speaking offensive lines, the Giants' offensive line is terrible. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I know they're, they're more they're talented, bottom two. They're more right, talented okay. all yeah. around. I actually, yeah, you know, I'm, I think Washington is underrated. I think Same. Washington's going to be, I think Washington's going to be seven and nine, eight and eight. One way or another, but no matter what else happens in the division. I think so. to the point, though, I mean, there's been, there hasn't been a repeat winner of the NFC East in, I think, 14 years. Yeah, so, until this year. Yeah, I, I, no, I, <laughs> I agree. I think, I think the Eagles are going to win, but I, you know, we, we talked about at the beginning of the show, maybe if they get off to a slow start. I mean, do you guys think this is an absolute lock? I, look, absolutely. Like, I think so. I okay. mean, I, I, let's put it this way. I would bet my own money on the Eagles winning the division. Like, whatever the odds are, I don't even, I'm sure they're not great. I'd still bet on it. Well, don't, don't bet your own money on the Gi- Giants finish second. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that, look, I'm not even, and again, it's between Washington and New York for that. That's more of a, an, I'm not a, da- I think Dallas is going to be bad. But I mean, the Giants have talent on offense. I mean, they have guys who can make up for deficiencies. Obviously, the quarterback is old and whatever, but, and he always plays terrible against the Eagles. Yeah, he's more interceptions against the Eagles than anyone. Last year was the only quarterback who had two good games. He <laughs> yeah, was no, awesome you are, against him last year. Yeah. Yeah. Last year he, he did was so like well awesome. It yeah. was like his two best games Tom, of the year. Tom, we appreciate hey, it, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the info, guys. Fight nice today. Uh, right? we'll try. We'll try. No, I that's I I don't yeah, I mean, um uh, yeah, the the Giants have had terrible luck against the Eagles. I'm fine with historically. Last oh, year, yeah. Eli had his two best games of the year against the Eagles and yeah. lost both those games. If I remember, right. I'm not saying so, yeah, but <laughs> I, look, I'm not defending. I think the Giants stink too. I think the whole division stinks except the Eagles. So I'm not. I'm not scared of any of them. I just think Dallas is the worst of those three. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you think it's more of a? That's why I guess I'm not worried as much of if the Eagles go off to a slow Same. start here because. I think they sweep the division again. I think I think you win this division at ten and six this year if right. you need to. Because only because they don't start their divisional games until after that bye week anyway too. too. So well, that's why point. I think week one is so important because if you if we all agree they're probably going to go six and zero oh, five and one in their division probably win it semi comfortably. We're going to be talking playoff seating, and that's why that Falcons game next Thursday is huge because when it comes to week sixteen seventeen, and we're saying are they going to have a bye week? Are they going to be starting at home? The the results of this game will have an impact on Oh, that. they definitely will. But to your point, John, I didn't even realize that. When you look at the schedule, the Giants game in week six is the only division game before their week eight bye. Or their week nine bye. Yeah, week nine bye. That's wild. I mean, that's really that's an interesting scheduling and, quirk that I think plays out well for how this team is set up heading into the season. And I will I will also say that that Giants game comes in a very tough spot because you it's play the, Vi- nighter, the Vikings right? in Week Five yeah. at home and then a short week against the Giants. It's who, a tough one. Although I agree, are not very good. You are correct. Did play them very tough last year twice. Beat them both times, but I think that's going to be a pretty tough spot. Yeah, I agree with you. Anytime you go on the road for a Thursday night, short week, it's tough yeah. man. Let's go to Harold in uh, Philly. Harold, what's up, buddy? Thanks for calling. Boys, what's going on? We're ready to rock and roll, man. I I need the season to start already. Let's go, man. It's football season. I'm hyped. I'm excited. I will say this, though. I am, like, sick to hear of the passing of Levi. I've been out of town for a little bit, and, uh, man, that is so depressing. I'm praying for his family. 
and uh, just a good voice to be on the radio. I don't know if he was like officially affiliated with you guys, but just for I mean, he might as well been here. Oh, yeah. He might as well. And he been. did a lot of stuff with the afternoon show and coming in and all. But like, regardless, he's just like you said, Harold. I mean. It's just, like, think about it this way. Just the fact that we can have all these callers call in. I mean, people who aren't even here every day or this or that or whatever, who Levi had an impact on all these people's lives that they can call up and know who Levi was and what he thought and all that. I mean, that's a that's a powerful thing. Yeah, you know what, man? It's And I hope that he understood the impact, the influence. I think, you know, sports radio is so powerful. Sports itself is so powerful. And so I hope in and prayed that he understood the impact and influence that he had. And so rest in peace to his family. Uh, uh, didn't get to know him personally, but I uh, just enjoy hearing him on the I'm radio. sure they appreciate that. Well, thanks, Harold. man. Thanks, man. What's, what's your mind on the Eagles? All right. So um, I've been listening to all of this talk about Carson Wentz and should he start and when should he start. And so you guys actually just made a point that I think um, solidifies this idea of resting Carson Wentz. I didn't even realize this. Um, that this equal schedule is actually pretty weird. And I didn't realize that don't, things don't really get interesting for them until, like you said, week six, week seven. If that is the case, and we understand that the NFL stands for not for long, um, I don't understand this whole pressure that we're putting on the Eagles to rush him back, not, not even just say rush, just to have him play. Because I heard this point earlier, and here's, here's the reality, and here's what I disagree. I don't know who made the point. Um, but somebody said, well, if he gets if he gets injured, it's not going to be because they rushed him back again. Here's why I disagree. If he breaks his collarbone, that's one thing. If he re-injures that leg, I don't care what you say. Everyone's going to say the reason why he re-injured his leg is because they rushed him back. Sit the guy. They don't have a hard schedule for the first six weeks. Let Nick Foles ride this thing out, and you bring him back when you know 100% that the boy can play football. And I don't care what you say. Doctors have been right. And if, if you look at the history of this injury, particularly with players, doctors have been consistently wrong. Yeah, but see, the counterpoint I would make to that, and that was that was me that made that point, but first of all, if you're like once the doctors clear him, he his chances of re-tearing it are what they are at that point. But to your thing about Nick Foles, this guy is 8-8 eight and eight in his last 16 regular season starts. So I think this idea that if you start Foles for six games that you're going to go 5-1, and one, I know he played very well in the playoffs, but if if he played poor against Tampa in week two, would that would that shock any of you guys? No. Week three. I mean, look how he played at the end of last season in games that they needed to win. He was very bad against the Raiders. You know, his stats were good against the Giants, but I didn't think he played very well. So yes, the, the divisional games are late, but this team is still going to have to win ten, eleven games to make the playoffs. And Howie Roseman has said time and time again, you know, really when he got this job after Ship left, to win the Super Bowl, you have to be one of those top two teams. I mean, that's just realistically how it, it normally goes in the NFL. So winning these games are important, and Carson Wentz is a way better quarterback than Nick Foles. I got a question for you, and, okay. and I appreciate the call. So uh, would you guys agree that if – I'm not saying that you got to, you know, sit Carson Wentz till the, to the bind. I think that's insane. But if you if – you, let's say you rest him for the first four weeks, even like five weeks, do you still believe that the Eagles – if you're saying 10-6 is the target, do you still believe that the Eagles – can, can, can finish this season 10-6 and six or better if you sit Carson Wentz yes. for four weeks. 
Well, yes. But, but why, why I, not? I don't, I don't think so at why all. Why not? I don't I, think but, so at all. Nick Foles just won the Super Bowl. Are you guys kidding me? Like, we just saw the guy play better than any quarterback year. in the history it's of the franchise. a different year, and it's a different situation. You're yeah. saying they can't go 10-6 and six with Foles starting five or six games? No. That's crazy talk. I, no, I think they... That they, is insanity. They, 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 the guy just yeah. won the, played the best game in the history of the franchise to win the Super Bowl. They, they really? Could go, they could go 10-6 and six Of course with Nick they Foles. could. But the, and that's a crazy thing to say. The second half of the schedule, although the division is the majority of it, they have some very tough games. You're at L.A., Houston, who, I mean, this guy over here thinks Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback. I do. I think yeah. it's going to be between him and Carson so Wentz for I the think, rest of their careers. I think that's yeah. going to be a very tough right, game. Ramsey. So, yeah, I, I, and then, you know, the Jag, oh, yeah, you have the Jaguars, yeah, yeah. too. So I think the second half of the schedule is much tougher than people give it credit for, even though there are a lot of divisional opponents in it. Uh, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe I misspoke let's because not I'm not thinking of yes. it. All right, okay. Let's they just can go Nick ten Foles and six if Nick Foles. Like I'm in the preseason. Let's Nick not Foles. forget who Nick Foles can be at his best. Correct. Case scenario. I just don't think Nick Foles in the first five weeks is going to carry this football team. Not only just because it's him. It's just listen. The offense is different. I think uh, again, man. This kind of sounds like arguments for why you got to beat Atlanta. Minnesota doesn't. I think the defense has to carry the Eagles team. I, you know, we. Yeah, it does. I, I just, I just think that it they is did pretty good when we made those. Going, arguments, right? It's going to be different uh, when uh, with with uh, Carson being here. Did you hear what? By the way, what Doug said in the book where he said that it's the the best game they've ever graded. Yeah, 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 yeah and, then, the, well, and that's hundred percent true. And it's true, yeah, hundred percent true. And that's to my point. Like, I agree, he was unreal in the Super Bowl. There's no denying that. But it's a very different talent, and this is what separates great quarterbacks from guys that can just get hot for two or three weeks to play consistently totally. from weeks one to eight. I agree with right. you, but I'm just saying to say that Foles can't do it is silly because we saw him do it. That's We've all got uh, one more segment here, and I'm sure that we will have at least five more arguments in between now in three o'clock when uh, Tank and Rob. Take over. 888-729-9494. Welcome your phone calls. It's Go Birds Radio. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, John Barcher, right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. 888-729-9494. Go Birds Radio. James Seltzer, John Barcher, Elliot Shore Parks, all with you. You can find uh, everything about us. The podcast, the writings about the Eagles, the uh, events that are coming up, which, by the way, Tuesday is our big pep rally kickoff. I'm pumped for that. That was my first one. It was going to be at the Paper Street Pub in Maniunk. There will be Eagles players there, Eagles cheerleaders. Ava Graham is going to be hanging out with us. Paper Street Pub is a blast, by the way. We went there last year for a show, and we had a great time there. More importantly, you can win a pair of tickets to the home opener against the Falcons on Tuesday night. Paper Street Pub in Maniunk. We start at 6, goes till 8. We'll probably be hanging out there a little later. With uh, Bud Lights in hand, obviously. Obviously. And uh, you along with us. 888-729-9494. Let's check in with uh, Phil in Bristol. Phil, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. How's it going? Doing good, man. What's on your mind? All right. Hey, James. How you been, Oh, man. How are you, brother? All right. Listen, uh, Elliot, uh, I'm glad you joined the group there. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate but, uh, it. But I'll tell you one thing. I read you all the time, and I like your work and everything. Thank but you. But I'm, I'm not going to go. I'm not going statistics on this. Okay. I'm going with the doctor says, and if the doctor's telling Jeff Lurie and Peterson that there's more of a chance, more of a chance that he could re-rupture and he could sit out four games like Brady did and they went three and one and we got the GOAT quarterback of the Super Bowl and this guy, I don't want to hear no eight and eight statistics and all. How about did you bring out the 27 and two? Okay, uh, yeah, that was like that was like three years ago. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a long time ago. He's yeah. better now. How's that sound? Okay, yes, especially in warmer weather. 
All right. He, he didn't do 27 and two and last year. With some guys no, he won the Super Bowl last yeah, year. So. Yeah. <laughs> the Super Bowl changes See, that's, everything. That's a, like, okay. that's a counter argument to everything. Yeah, okay. it's like, and, you can just drop while he won the Super Bowl. MVP of the Super Bowl. Let me tell you one other thing, though. What's up, Phil? I'm the biggest Wentz supporter out of all of you guys, okay? Because I'm older, that's why. But I'm going to tell you something right now. That's fair. If he gets hurt, and I have to say, we rushed him back. If he gets hurt after week five and all, maybe we still rush him back. Well, Phil, this but, is the thing that I agree with Elliot with, and I appreciate the call, calling, man. Phil. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you. Um, just like shoulders, ACLs are the same way. They're either going to go or they're not going to go, and it depends on body. It depends on luck. It depends on a whole bunch of other stuff. They told me, like, oh, yeah, man, we're going to do the surgery. We're going to tighten all these tendons up, and you're going to be good to go. And what happened two weeks later after I was fully recovered? Boop, right back out. So you, there is, it's, it is, there's a little bit of luck involved. And to the caller's point, I mean, you know, he said if they ask about re-rupturing, I don't think that's going to be the conversation. It's going to say, can you play Can you play in week one, doctor? He'll say yes or no, and that'll be it. Let's go to Dennis in uh, Mount Laurel. Dennis, what's up, buddy? Hey, Schultz, man. How you doing, my Dennis, man? Dennis, how are you, brother? You know, first I have to say rest in peace to Levi. And uh, we, we, Dennis, he's, uh, his family really appreciates that, man. Thanks, buddy. And, you know, the way that callers get to meet the host of Schultz will tell you, I was at a baseball game with them about three weeks ago, and Richie and Seltzer and the Hammer took time to sit with almost every person and ask questions and talk with them. It's a bond. I'm telling you, you guys do a great job. Thanks, Dennis. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah, all right, Dennis. Yeah. We, we, every time we keep You're beeping. hitting a button, Dennis. <laughs> we, hear, we hear buttons. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, my Eagles point is, if the doctors clear him, he plays. And I think he's going to play. I think Doug is going to make an announcement, the house is going to come down on Thursday night. Oh, oh boy. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, like, I'll take it. Listen yeah, to me. The I'm... energy in that building to begin with just because of the banners, and then if Wentz comes out, I mean, then it's, it's going to be think crazy. Doug's, I think Doug's sandbagging. And I, one other point on the hammer. You want to get hammer to turn pink and red? On this Friday, you tell him we're deviating from the normal show, and we're going to do a word definition, and your, <laughs> your competition is going to be Dennis. Yeah. That would be a slaughtering, Dennis. I love that idea, Dennis. Yeah, what do you think of that? Yes, because I would I would love it if this was just playing the long game and be like, oh, yeah, he's ready to go. It was, uh, it, we were just fooling everybody. We didn't want Atlanta to know what was going on. Well, I was going to say, you brought in up RG3 a few times, and I was at, because remember, his first game back from the ACL, I'm almost positive that was Chip's first game, right? Monday it was. night. Yep. And I was at that game, and the, the feeling in the stadium when RG3 walked out onto that field, like, he was a rock star, and it did energize the entire thing. So I agree that if Carson comes back, the energy is going to be unreal anyway. But having Carson back is going to re-energize this whole team. Having uh, Chip Kelly back in college football, also oh, a lot sure, of fun sure. this weekend. Let's go to Mike in Westchester. Mike, what's up, buddy? What's up, John, Jim, Elliot? Good show, guys. Up, always, always appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Condolences to Levi's family. Levi was a good dude, man. Great caller. A voice that's going to be missing a city. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Absolutely, 100%, Mike. Mike. Hey, uh, I, I, will, I do not want to see Wendell Smallwood on this team, fellas. Well, I do not. Prepare yourself seen that for him done. being on we, it. We've seen that and done now. I'm we with you, Mikey. Smallwood does. What do you think? Yeah, I don't want to see him either. I think he, you're going to see him, though. Well, even if, he, even if he's on the team, you'll see him on the sideline. But he's going to be the fourth the fourth <laughs> You're going to keep five back. running backs there because Adams will get picked up. On, they, they put him on, uh, I think put him on the practice squad. He's going to get picked up. For I, sure. would, I would think Adams wouldn't make it through waivers. I've heard there's a lot of teams around him in the league interested. But <laughs> yeah. even if these two are on your team, th- again, like we're, we're 
looking at this closely because it's training camp, but Darren Sproles, Corey Clement, Jay Ajayi, those are the running backs you're going to see. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I, but I'm saying Small, it always does to get hurt. He has a finger now and he's out three weeks. So I'm, I'm, I'm done with him, in my opinion. I know they, they have him, but he shows flashes and he gets injured. That's what that's, that's his MO, you know? Yeah. It's, I, it's a shame, but and I, that one caller was out of his mind. Carson Wentz to sit him five weeks? Yeah, Are you that's crazy? That's crazy if talk. he's clear, you're not going to yeah. sit him. Yeah, five, five weeks is too much for me, Mike. That's uh, absolutely, and I uh, appreciate the call there, buddy. Uh, let's go to Tom in Garnett Valley. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Great show. So we have the uh, Mike Bartram that sounds like Ricky Ricardo and James <laughs> and Ellie. He's my radio that- father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, James and Ellie, you sound like brothers. I, Ooh, tell I haven't heard that. I kind of like that. I, I like that. his voice a little better, but but I appreciate it. I'll take it. Look at this. He's handsomer than I am, so that's oh, fair. Go. It's good. There you go. Anyway, uh, I agree with some of the callers that have been saying, here's what has to happen. The doctors have to say he's ready. And then Carson, that's second. Carson, Carson's going to say he's going to be ready no matter what. Yes. If you ask him right now, he'll say, yeah, I'm ready. So from an athlete's perspective, just about every athlete I've ever known, and even myself, hey, as soon as we're ready, I want to go. So from that aspect, but that's not going to happen unless the doctors say it. And you know what? When is number two. Oops. I, we lost you there, Tommy. Um, hope. Uh, uh, sorry, Tommy. I think, yeah, I, I, I understand where he was going today. Thanks for trying, Tommy. And, and, we're up against it, too. To me, I think that's been the bigger part of this whole offseason as well is, you know, I mean, whatever about how we all feel about Nick Foles and whether he's here or not here. Uh, I think it's a, a major, the mentality of Carson Wentz, I, I just, <laughs> I think it's too strong. I think there's just a, a, a lot of things that he wants to accomplish in this league as a player. As what, Like, we always throw the humble tag on him, and listen, man, he's chomping at the bit to get yeah, out there. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, being around Carson all offseason, don't get me wrong. He and Nick Foles are friends. I'm not saying it. You know, that there's any bad blood, anything like that at all. I think it is very important for Carson to be out there in week one. He sat for the Super Bowl. This Thursday night game is going to be a huge stage. And again, like, this is Philadelphia. This is Philadelphia sports. If Nick Foles goes 2-3-0 and and then Carson comes in, I mean, obviously there's no quarterback competition, but I think Carson would like to start Thursday, nip this in the bud, show again it's his team, and just be out there from week one. Oh, absolutely. And uh, L.A. Shore Parks, your debut wow. on 94 WIP. Thank you, guys. Thank in the you. books. We appreciate everybody calling in. Uh, James, final thoughts before we go? Yeah, I'm done with college football. Oh, uh, you're done? That's my final thought. The Maryland thing, the Urban Meyer thing, the whole thing, like, it's just, it's not fun anymore. Like, I don't enjoy it anymore. There's too Michigan much. Michigan State thing, other, too, Michigan now? State thing. There's too much awfulness there. I'm just done. Like, I just don't care about it. I, go, I don't feel myself caring about it the same way I used to. Like, obviously, like, when players, there's the draft, I'm going to have to pay attention to things, whatever. But I am, for all intents and purposes, out on college football. Well, right. I went to Temple, so I feel the same way. Yeah, well, hey, I have two degrees from Temple, so tell me about yeah. it. I, uh, I'm, I'm right in the. I'm. This is like maybe the last season I might watch it. That's how I feel too. I'm just going. It. There's, you know, between all the awfulness that has happened, between all those things that you said, not to mention uh, the the forefront of just, in my opinion, how they treat college <clears throat> student athletes yep. and all that stuff. Like, uh, I, I think this is going to be on the brink of something larger. I hope that happens, but it's getting that way for me, too. But we really enjoyed being a part of your programming uh, from 1 to 3 every Saturday. You can hear us uh, practically every Saturday where we're going to be here throughout the season with Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer. I'm John Barchard. Robin Tink coming to you live from the Hard Rock. And uh, they've got a lot of stuff for you leading right up to 
Phillies-Cubs at 7.05. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.